13, beginning in verse 3. Do you have it? It says, Then he told them many things in what? What does the word parable mean? Parallel. Remember that? Paralleling the spiritual with the natural, so that we can learn. Saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, or immediately, some of your translations say, but the soil was what? Shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. It was too shallow. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on what kind of soil? Good soil, where it produced a crop, 160 and 30 times what was sown. He who has ears, let him what? Hear. Jump down to verse 14. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, no, go down to verse 16. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see, but did not see it, and hear what you have heard. Verse 18. Listen to them. Listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away that which was sown in his heart. He's talking about the first seed. Okay? This is the seed which was sown on the path or, uh, you know, on the side of the road. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places, the second seed, is the man who hears the word and at once receives it, at once, immediately, quickly, receives it with joy. But, since he has no what? No root. He's shallow. He lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly, quickly falls away. The one who receives the third seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life, how am I going to pay my bills? What are they going to think of me? And the deceitfulness of wealth or riches chokes it, making it unfruitful. 23, but the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and what? understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160 and 30 times what was sown. Read verse 58 now with me. Look at verse 58. Jump down to the last verse. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of what? Faith. Father, I pray for the next 30 minutes or so that you would utilize, Lord God, my words, uh, convey uh, my heart and your heart to the people here, I pray. Uh, allow us to be good soil. Let us be like the fourth seed, the fourth soil. We bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody together said... Amen. Turn around and greet one another one more time. The love of the Lord spread a lot of love around. You're going to need a lot of it here today. Then you may be seated. Do you remember that sermon that I preached? Some of you will. Many of you won't. But I would have to say right now, I have to analogize this, this sermon. It's going to be a lot like the one, uh, that sermon that I preached when we had no tape. Remember that? I said, today's sermon, we're not going to tape it. Was that something else of a sermon? Well, this is the sequel. But guess what? We're going to tape it. Uh, we're going to tape this one. Because there's a lot of teaching here. It's a lot of word. And we need to get into God's word. God's word is what changed my life. Almost 25 years ago. So, you know, we need to get into the power of the God's word. But, as I was preparing the sermon, and, and, and I spoke parts of it before here, but God ministered to me. And he told me when I was in Manila, speak this sermon when you get back home. Wednesday, hey, we had a tremendous time. If you weren't here, God moved in a powerful, powerful way. Uh, you know, God gave me the sermon for last Wednesday, but this one, he said, is for, for today. Next Sunday, I'm going to be speaking a sermon that I spoke in the uh, men's uh, Rosarito retreat a year and a half ago. And if you were there, somebody, how many were there? Remember that time? Uh, God anointed my life like, whoo. I mean, it was just like powerful. It's just like when you can just jump in water and just start swimming. It was, it was heavy, heavy, and I closed the, the, the it was, I was the last sermon there that, that day, and I spoke to the men, uh, called, uh, a sermon called Baseball, not baseball, but baseball. Next Sunday, I'll be speaking that, all right, and uh, so it's going towards the men. Women, make sure your men are here, with bells on. Uh, then on the 28th, on uh, Valentine's Day, I'll be speaking a sermon towards the women. A sermon that I've preached before, just to ladies, but the men have never heard it, so every, every, person has his day. Next Sunday will be for the men, and then on the 28th will be for the women as well. And the very, very family-oriented sermons. And it's important for the families to be here, okay? So it's a small series on the family. Okay, let's get down to this one from Dan Martin with Love. I almost was tempted to title this sermon, While the Cat's Away, the Mice Don't Pay. 
Ooh, it's already hitting me. Pastor Steve, it hurts. Membrio trigger over here, huh? Well, the, because I was in Manila. And you know that we only picked up $2,800 last week. For the whole week. Ay, 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 canta y llores. And if you're Spanish, I hope you understand what I'm saying there, huh? Man, we can't even win an ad hill with that. Man, I could make the altar call now, but I'm not. Because I need to teach you guys from God's word. We need to explain to you from God's word. But you can't take an ad hill with that. Uh, We're going to get into a unity service. Remember, I've preached on unity. What is the definition of unity? Come on, you scholars. Close all the exits. Remember that? In the Greek, that's what it means. Unity means what? Well, this is a unity sermon. Uh, You can't get out alive. We've closed all the exits. You know know why that's the Greek definition of unity? Because when you close all the exits and there's a fire and you try to get out... And you can't because the exits are closed. Everybody gets together and fights the fire. And puts out the fire. Well, there's a devil running rampant out there. And we got to get together and fight the devil. Uh, That's unity. So that's why this sermon here, hallelujah, it's a unity sermon. They say money talks. And today we're going to talk about money. The only thing is that usually in church, when a preacher talks on money, very few people talk. Hallelujah. It's a good time to say amen, but none of you did. See, you're already with it. Uh, the proof is in the pudding, hallelujah. Or not in the pudding. Uh, when we talk on finances, that's, it's always so quiet. Because the devil's a liar. He comes to every service. Uh, he's faithful. Now, throughout this parable that we read here, Christ uses the word hear. Hear, hear. He that has ears, let him hear. Isn't it funny how God gave us two ears and one mouth? Uh, but that's what happens when he, but he's talking about here. He that has an ear, have understanding. Listen to me. He keeps saying that over and over again. In Mark 4, 3, it talks about that. It talks about this parable. In Luke 8, 15, it talks about this parable. And it always, and it uses the word hear and listen and ears a lot. See, what Christ is doing, he's putting the duty and the responsibility for this message that he's teaching here in Matthew 13. He's putting the responsibility and the duty not on the preacher. Not on the speaker, but directly on the receiver, on the hearer. Are are you hearing me? That's what he's doing. On the audience, on the congregation, on you. That's what he's doing with this this message here. He's saying, he has an ear. Listen to me, he's saying. The responsibility of what I'm about to teach you right now is not on me. The responsibility is on the hearer. You have the opportunity to control the sermon. Some of you already have. You done turned me off already. Money. See, the responsibility is not on me. I'm going to do my responsibility. I'm going to preach God's word. But your responsibility is he that has an ear, listen up. Ah, you better hear up. Hallelujah. Uh, so this responsibility of this sermon is not on me. It's falling on you. And I hope it's not deaf ear. But it probably will be. Because uh, I already mentioned it. When they say money talks, when you're talking about money, nobody talks. That's the way things are now. For some of you, this, uh, this message, like I said, you've already turned us off. And that happens. You've already beat me out. And my name isn't even Scotty. Hearing or not hearing is urgent business. See, the word of God speaks much and often about money, about giving. Giving it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over. Uh, it speaks about those things. Honor the Lord with your first fruits of your substance and your increase, the Bible says. Upon the first day of the week, uh, as God has purpose on an individual's heart, let him bring into the storehouse of God. We can pretty much make a case that one-third of the Bible speaks about finances. So what are we supposed to do? Just read two-thirds of the Bible? And not the other third? Ah, a lot of times that happens. The thing is, we respond to giving in much the same way Christ described these four types of soils. Okay? These four types. And I've spoken a sermon on this called Paydirt before. Remember that? It was on, on Paydirt. And that's why God put it upon my heart because they just had the Super Bowl. And when they make a touchdown, it's called... Paydirt. And it's talking about four different types of soils. Uh, the, 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 the first soil. Uh, the bird seed soil. Then it talks about the rocky. I think it's the rocky horror show soil. Oh, money, there you go again. They get all rocky horror show kind of response. Then the thorns. Then the fourth soil is the paydirt. And that's the kind of, of, of individuals that, that God, you know, you can score touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Matter of fact, some of the people that you've seen up here, they've always given. And in their lives, they score touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Because they've learned the key of giving. The people that we gave today that, that, that were able to pay their pledges. Uh, how many of you were able to go a few Saturdays ago when Pastor Red spoke that powerful sermon on being a leader or a forecaster? 
Man, that was powerful. He talked about the disciples, how they all died, you know, a gruesome death because they stood for the cause of Christ. But they didn't have good forecasting in their vision. But God raised up the Apostle Paul because God wanted his church to go on and on and on. Not just die with the disciples. Paul was a forecaster and he talked a lot about finances. Because it takes finances. You got to forecast if you want this ministry to go on. That's why a sermon like this is very important because I want this church to go on. And I'm going to be very frank and honest with you. Sometimes I get all perturbed when I see $2,800. Me aguito sometimes. I do. I get irritated. So I say, my God, what's wrong over here? But I know me. I'm going to go on. But I don't want to be just a disciple that's going to die for Christ. I want to be a forecaster. I want to be a leader that's going to have a church here forever and ever and ever until Jesus comes. That's why I got to speak sermons like this. No, I refuse to be a good leader. Now we got we to think of our kids, and our, like Gilbert was talking about, and our kids' kids. And he's single, so he must be forecasting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ay, 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 ay. Yesterday, when I was with Pastor Sonny, I told my wife this. We're sitting down, we're having real good fellowship, and all of a sudden, Sonny just looked to me real, he goes, you know what your problem is, Stephen? I go, oh my God. He says, uh, you know how Sonny gets. He goes, when it comes to money, you got you to gotta keep your handle on the, on the money, Steve. You got to stay abreast of what's happening with your church. Uh, and what he was trying to say is, man, that this church, we're not all that good when it comes to giving. And that's sad. And even our, our founder knows that. Uh, let, let's change things around, people. Let's change it around. Now, let's look at the four responses of the soils, the four soils. See, this parable could easily be called the parable, excuse me, the responsibility of the soil. Okay? If you're taking notes, write that out. It could be called the responsibility of the soil. Remember, the responsibility is on you, the hearer, not on me, the preacher today. And soil represents four types of people. And how they, they hear the word and how they respond to the word. The first type of soil are the people that are hard-hearted. The first soil is hard-hearted people. See, Christ describes these types as having ears, yet they don't hear. Due to the hardness of their heart. Their wayside soil. Some of your translations say wayside. Soil uh, that was thrown by the wayside. This was seed that fell by the wayside. But... Since the soil was, was much traveled on and trampled upon, the soil had grown hard. They threw the seed there, but it was trampled upon. It was traveled upon. So the soil grew hard and difficult to penetrate. Okay? Some of you will hear a sermon from God's word, like this morning, regarding finances, but it will do you no good. Not at all. Why? Because your heart is already hard regarding finances. You've already been trampled upon and traveled upon regarding finances and money. See, you've already conditioned your heart on how you're going to respond. The devil has stepped all over you. That's what he's done. Here they go again. Here you, all they want is your money. Uh, the church is in need. And Pastor Steve is, you know, is, is, is going to just waste another sermon on money on me. May as well not even listen. Another sermon on finances. I've heard it before. I can handle it. Because I've settled the issue in my heart, Pastor Steve. I'm not going to tithe. It's already settled. You let the devil just trample all over you. You don't understand the principles of, of giving and finances, how important it is. See, instead of putting up a no trespassing sign on the enemy, your heart is a freeway for the devil. Beep, beep, boom, jeepneys. You've been traveled on like, like crazy. Right now, the devil's going to be talking to you, okay, and you're just letting him, right? You've got to put up a no trespassing sign. Guard your heart for out of it, out of the issues of life, the Bible says. All they want is your finance. Lies of the enemy. See, that's why I mentioned chapter 13, verses 58. He did that many works there for their unbelief. That's why I read verse 58. See, church, the reason we don't and cannot do so many things that we want to do is due to the hard-hearted unbelief of so many soils, people. Ah, uh, that's what happens. Though we might have a number of, of good sowers or evangelists or, 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 or you know, missionaries that want to go out and do a work for God, but they can't go because the soil is not living up to its responsibility. And we can't send them. Now, we're, we're, we're doing a commendable job as well because we do send missionaries out. And I was telling Pastor Sonny, our church is a missionary sending church. And that's a fact. But they raise up their own finances, and, and that's good. Uh, but a lot of things that we want to do, we can't because people are not... Holding up to their duty or their responsibility. See, Christ had that very same problem in his day. That's why he, he brings out this parable. We encounter the very same problem here today. 
Bible says, since these people understood not the word, then the birds came and ate up the seed. That's what the Bible says regarding the first seed. They didn't understand it. So the devil had a field day. Oh, look at how nice this seed. It's not taken to no soil. Uh, the devil's eating it up big. Because uh, it wasn't finding no, no root, no ground. Not at all. See, when you don't understand, when you don't comprehend, then like a computer, you just, you know, you shoot at the data, but you shoot it out. You can't receive it. So the enemy comes and tells you anything. He'll tell you anything. And... You right away believe and you go for it. Huh? Just like that, that, that the seed is gone. You're so hard. You're so impregnable to God's word. You're in, you know, impenetrable. The word of God cannot penetrate you. It's, your heart is impregnable. And impregnable means you're unable to get pregnant. In other words, nothing significant can grow inside you. Because your heart is so hard. When the word of God comes, you can't get pregnant. Uh, there's not going to be no fruit here. No fruit of the womb. Nothing, nothing. Because you're impregnable. You're never going to produce, you're so selfish. You just produce your own life. My name is Jimmy, and gimme, gimme, gimme. That's all. But you're impregnable. This word will not penetrate you. You're very hard. You can't get pregnant. Not at all. Nothing can penetrate you. No matter what. There's no fruit in your life. See, the, the enemy, and the, I like this one. The enemy can tell you anything, anything he wants. And since you're so hard, you believe it. All they want is your money. That's all he's going to tell you. And you're already closed up. He doesn't even have to lie to you twice. You're so easy to pray for the enemy. That's the only thing he has to say. All they want is your money. And there it is. He's got you. Now you can go and mess with somebody else. Because he's he already got you. You're impenetrable, impregnable. Uh, he, he can just stop right there. Uh, the next soil, okay, is the rocky soil. And the key word here, and I read it and I, and I did it purposely, is a word called immediately or straightway, which means right away. And I read that for the, regarding the second soil. Okay, right away, immediately. These type of people, they hear the word, and without thinking, without counting the costs, because they're very impulsive, they're very enthusiastic, and that's their nature, right away they say, okay, yes, great, I'll do it. I'm with you, Pastor Steve. Yeah, you got it. We can. Let's go for it. Uh, but as quickly as they began, do because of the rocky under, underground, which you couldn't see on the surface. They looked like Christians. They looked okay. Yeah, we're with you. But then, as quickly as they began, they, that is how fast they fall back. I hope you understood what I said right there. They're very enthusiastic. Yes, but as quickly as they say yes, that's how quickly they'll say no. Yes, no. Yes, yes, no, no. Let's write a song. Yes, yes, no, no. Uh, they're very enthusiastic, but they're real quick. Yeah, let's go do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You ever seen guys like that, even like in a gang? Uh, you're in a gang. Hey, come on. And then they see how big they are. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hang around with some guys like that, unfortunately. Uh, and I got the scars to prove it. Uh, yes, pastor, we're with you. We see the need. We see the vision. You know, we can. That's me. But once they go home and they look at their bills, they look at all their needs. And when their spouse talks about their house, they forget about God's house. Huh? They don't put God's house first. Uh, they go back and they start looking at all the big needs. Oh, no, we can't do it. Let's start a group. United, we can't. Make a big old pin. Uh, see, these are rocky. Rocky, right away type of people. Uh, they make right away decisions. Bible says shallow decisions. Without even thinking. Without even counting the cost. So just as quickly as they had made a decision to give, just as quickly as they had made a decision to tithe, then they quickly make a decision not to give and not to tithe. Uh, see, no water can get to, to help these kind of people. They could be out here in this storm, and all that water is not going to help them. They could have all the water that's out there right now, and it's not going to penetrate them because of the rocky soil in their hearts. The rock right beneath the surface will not allow for anything to grow. With these type of people, discipleship and commitment in their Christian life is non-existent. There's no discipleship. There's no teachings. They're not growing. They'll give here and there. 
every now and again. Maybe after a sermon like this, because I haven't picked up the offering yet. I think you noticed. Uh, they'll give because of their emotions. But to really count on them to be faithful and committed givers, there's no hope. Uh, why? The Bible says because when tribulations and persecutions due to the word comes, they cannot resist. Their commitment is too shallow. And much of tribulation and persecution within Christianity comes from God's word and it has to do with money. You know, most of the problems, most of the tribulations will come because of money. And because of tribulations, this here, they, they're, they're too shallow. And a lot of people, the minute you start, start talking about money, ah, they can't take it. The tribulation, most of the problems are, are because of money. Uh, and, and man, I remember Joseph, one of Joseph's brothers. I mean, he was doing real, real good. And all of a sudden, he got married, money started getting funny with him. And he, he couldn't serve God because of the money. the money. And that happens to a lot of people. Because of the money. They, they, they can't hang. They can't handle the spirit of mammon, the Bible says. Mammon. God called, gave money a name. And he gave it a name called mammon. It's a spirit. It hangs out in your wallet. You don't need a beeper. You got your wallet. Uh, when it's time to give, it beeps you. Keep me here. Uh, that's what happens. It's a spirit called mammon. And it lies to you. I've said before, the devil's faithful. He makes every service and he'll lie to you. Look, there they go, all that stuff. And you are so weak, you can't fight the spirit of mammon. So they fail to live rightly according to the principles of God's word. And since they never plant money, they never reap finances. And thus, my friend, continually, they're in financial trouble. You're always going to be in financial trouble because you're not planning nothing. Man, this is going to be maybe the most important sermon you'll ever hear from me. Because you're going to, some of you guys called you to be rich, Really? Some of you guys call you to be wealthy, but you're never going to get there because you don't learn the principles of giving. But once you start planting and good, and your good soil, boom, you start blossoming. Uh, I mean, I, I, I want to see our inner city people start growing and evolving and becoming wealthy. And remember where they came from. So very vital. Uh, there's no growth or power in these people's lives to resist the enemy because they've never exercised their spiritual muscles. Uh, their initial decision was all emotion. So upon first, their first bad emotion, they decide not to give. See, you never exercise your spiritual muscle. You know how to exercise your spiritual muscle? I'll show you. Spot me, Holmes. <laughs> oh, I give up. We leo. Uh, I like that word in Spanish. We leo. How do you, how do you interpret that in Spanish? We leo. Don't we leo? Uh, some of you are older. You know, they're real weak. Uh, you know, they used to call me that when I was a kid because I was real we leo. Real skinny. Uh, you don't have no muscles. You can't. Come on. Um, you got to exercise your brain. Now it's time to pick up the offering. <sighs> he went that way. Uh, my goodness. See, these people, they're easy come, easy go kind of people. They're very emotional. Easy, like easy Esau. I mean, easy come, easy go. They'll take it or leave it. Then the third kind of people, we'll move faster. The thorns kind of people. Due to worldly pressures, these thorn soils kind of people... After a little while of Christianity, they self-destruct. These thorns are a result of uncleaned soil. If you're, if you're taking notes, write that down. It's due to unclean soil. There's no discipleship in their lives. They don't go to no discipleship classes. They don't take Vossum classes. They don't take all these stuff. They're not taught right. Uh, there's no financial teachings that sets in. In other words, a sermon like this, they need it. But they, it won't set in. There's no discipleship in their lives. They've been here, so they, nothing at all. So the, the thorns choke it out. The soil hasn't been cleaned. Let a sermon like this penetrate you. Let it clean you up. Man, I grew up in Santa Paula, California, citrus capital of the world. I know what produces good lemon trees and good orange trees. It takes a lot of pruning, like right now you're getting some of you. Huh? It takes a lot of taking care of the soil. Every time I drive into Santa Paula, I can look out in the fields. 
And I said, this farmer means business. He tilled his soil. It's clean. They cropped the tops. They all look like they all been to Arsenio's shop. All of them, shh. Ah, mira, lo trasquilo aquí. Hallelujah, I'm not. And they're all real nice. And I said, that guy, if that farmer is going to produce a good crop this year, well, I'm a farmer too. And that's what I'm doing right here. Uh, I want to make sure this soil gets tilled. I want to make sure you all look, shh. Uh, so he can produce good fruit. Very important, very vital. And we need to understand it. See, the first soil was impregnable. The second soil was too shallow. This third soil had great possibilities. They could have been a great Christian and they could have contributed greatly to the kingdom of God. But this type of person, as with the soil, had divided loyalties. Divided loyalties. They hadn't settled the issue in their heart regarding giving and regarding tithing. So they had divided loyalties. One week they give, one week they don't. Uh, if they feel it, oh yeah, okay. They don't, ah, not this week. They let the devil lie to them. Divided loyalties. That's the reason why Jesus told us, in, in order to, to find out who's a wheat and who's a terror, that's what he talks about. In order to find out who's the real McCoy and who's a dandelion, he says, you cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot have two masters. He says, you're either a wheat or you're a dandelion. And wheat and dandelions look the same. They look okay for a while. See, the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, the Bible says, chokes out the word. These are people who are taking advantage of the good soil of Christianity, but they're taking care of only their own bones. They get preaching like this, like everybody else, okay? But they use the preaching for themselves, not for others. All this stuff just, you know, just for themselves. They're dandelions. They're weeds. These, they look like Christians, but the Christianity is too passive. It's not aggressive enough. They're never involved. They only take the good of Christianity, but they, ne they never put back. Ah, they don't give. And man, when I was in Manila, it just came to me. Man, there's a lot of Christians in America driving Cadillacs, but they could care less what people in other countries drive. There's a lot of Christianity like that. Oh, yeah. Brother, you know, I got faith. I got a Cadillac. I got, you know. But they could care less about what somebody else across the world is driving. And there's a huge need out there. Uh, we got we to gotta put back. The final soil, I'm going to move fast, is the good soil. But look at Luke 8.15. It describes this type of soil as well that I read in Matthew 13. Luke 8.15. And I like it because it talks about nobility. Do you have it? But the seed on good soil or noble soil stands for those who with a what? A noble and honest and good heart who hear the word, retain it. What do they do? Retain it. And by persevering, produce a crop. Noble means generous. A generous people. That's what I want our church to be known as. A generous church. We've been okay. We've been doing not bad. Hey, uh, I mean, Emmy can tell you. I mean, she, she, she's here now. But she's heard a lot about you. She's seen a lot of you gone over there. And I know that she, she they respect for what we're doing. But hey, we got to keep it up and, and keep going up. We can't plateau off. Very important, very vital. We got to be good soil, generous, noble people. Those are the people, the soil, that produce fruit. These are the givers, the tithers, that retain the word, the Bible says. And I read that purposely, the word retain, for a, for a purpose. The word retain has to do with a fight. Huh? Now I have two homeboys from Oxnard that are world champions. Yeah, I do. And we were watching the fight the other day and some of the guys were at my house. And I told them, watch, watch, I bet you they're going to do this. And sure enough, they did it. Because that was back in my day when we used to train. Okay, my brother could have been world champion, I think, as well. And he helped train some of these guys. And what these guys do, sometimes they'll, they'll go lefty, they'll go southpaw. And then right away the announcer goes, oh no, they're turning southpaw. That's not good. And then he started boxing their ears in. And I said, no, 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 but we've learned. And I said, wow, see, that's the way they do it. And then watch, we're going to faint. Because from that area, that's the way we're taught. And these guys have become world champions. But now they have to retain their title. So it takes a fight. Next time they fight somebody, they're going to retain their title. It takes... And Jesus says here, you have to retain. Uh, retain your crown by fighting. Though these resist the enemy and his sly, cunning ways, all of his lies, all of his tricks, when he tries to pull their giving and their ties. 
When the enemy tries to lie to you, don't just sit there, say something. Don't just sit there, give something. Fight back. If you want to be this kind of loyal, you got to fight the devil. Don't just sit there and, yeah, I guess so. Got to box your ears in. Fight him back, hombre. Man, you were going to hell. Now you're saved and born again and on your way to heaven. But it ain't going to come easy. You got to retain your crown. Retain your championship. Fight. Don't just sit there. Fight him back. Be a fighter. Be a true champion. Be a warrior. I guess so. Come on. Retain your crown. That's why we just did Dan's story. Many of you know Dan. But I like what he used to say when he would testify. He says every time the devil would hit him, what did he used to do? He'd give more. Because the devil lies to everybody. And what he would do, the devil would come and lie to him about money, he'd give more. Oh yeah, devil? All right, here, look, look, look at this, look at this. You want to hit me again? Oh, okay, okay, you want to hit me again? Finally, the devil, oh, not this guy, you know? And Dan gave everything. But Emmy, it was worth it. It was worth it. It is. Hallelujah. Uh, fight back. Retain your heavyweight title. Uh, have a good, generous heart. That's what it's saying. A noble heart. A generous heart. A good heart. This soil, as I said before, is paydirt. They don't allow anything to make them disobedient to God's word. Nothing. Nothing's going to make me disobedient to God's word. You're paydirt. Ah. Uh, See, church, we are on the brink and on the threshold of obtaining our own place, of having our own building. Matter of fact, we're going to be asking the leaders on Monday, and we may as well start now, some of you, we're going to start asking them to give $10 above their tithes because we need some finances here. And if we're not going to just, you know, mosey on into some place like that, we've got to take it by force. We have to have some power behind all that stuff, financial clout. And we're going to be asking that so we can go in there and, and, and obtain the property. Do something significant for, 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 you know, for our times and for our children. Now, as I close, the soil of Mother Nature is hard to change. Very difficult. But it can be done. Unless you're a desert or unless you're the Arctic property, you can change. Uh, God can change human nature. God can get out the spiritual plow and do a number on you and I. He can. But the key is, and I like this, you got to allow the plow to break up your fallow ground. It's going to hurt, but you got to allow the plow. Especially if you're the first soil, the heart, ah, the second, the rocky, ah, the thorns. But you got to allow the plow to come in here. I spoke this sermon. That's why God showed it to me to speak it again in Manila the other day. And Daryl's stepfather came up to me, and I could see, I could see, he kept telling me, great sermon, I go, he goes, no, no, great sermon, I go, it's okay, no, 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 he says, I don't care if you didn't touch nobody else here, he says, you touched me, he says, I know what I'm going to do, I think he drives a Cadillac in the States, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you know? Uh, but he says, you touched me, man, that, that sermon touched me, I'm not going to be the same no more, he says, you see, he allowed the plow to come in and tear up that ground, you might be the first soil, it can, get, it can tear up the fallow ground. The rocky soil, they can tear it up. The thorns, and if you're good pay dirt, good soil, you can produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. I want every head bowed and every eye close. Are you ready and willing? That's why I had that song. Here I am, ready and willing. Are you ready to get rid of your bird seed mentality, your rocky ground mentality, your thorn bird self destruction mentality? See, the rewards are a lot better. You'll be like a tree, the Bible says, planted by the water. Never have to worry. Even in drought, you'll still be taken care of. I have to read this last statement. It's the most important statement of the entire sermon. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want everybody to listen to me very carefully. We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. We make a living by what we get. But we make a life by what we give. Every head is bowed and every eye closed. 
I'm going to pray. Father, I pray a loosening of a spirit of liberality like never before because that's what we need. We need the spiritual plow to come in in our hearts. And Father, it is for our own, own good as well because as we begin to give you give back 30, 60, 100 fold yourself you'll be able to bless all these people I pray for the hardened heart you would love them for the rocky soil you would come and break human nature by your spirit your spiritual plow they would allow the plow to come in and work in their lives pray for the thorn the thorn soil that is choked out by the care of this world deceitfulness of sin pray that we would all evolve to be paid topsoil good topsoil that will produce 30, 60 and 100 fold may we understand Lord God the principles of giving one third of your word consists of it we can't dodge it those that did just like a baby Lord God when he's getting hit he doesn't want to get hit but it's for our own good because your word says whom you chastise whom you love you chastise and you love your people this is your congregation whom you love we got a sermon series on a family coming up but Lord we needed to speak our finances here this morning it's so important that we get that building we do not allow nothing to stand in our way it's time to sacrifice allow Victor R. Chayward to understand that Jesus they've had a period Lord God of at a time especially during the Christmas seasons to spend things the way they wanted to by an art but now it's time to spend and sacrifice for the gospel and I pray for my church the church that you've given us let them be known as a giving missionary minded church let us be reaching Jerusalem may our tribe increase here let us be a witnessing church a praying church a full gospel church before we pass the offering plate that's how we're going to make the altar call I, I, I want to pray for those of you that you need forgiveness of sins that's what we give for that's what we're here for to save souls to preach the gospel I know this has been a sermon on finances but if you need forgiveness of sins you want to get right with God I'm going to ask you to stand on your feet right there where you're at that's why we preach we want to give you the opportunity to get right with God the greatest opportunity in all the world is to be right with God. And I'm giving you that opportunity right now. You need forgiveness of sins before we pass the offering plate at the altar call. That's going to be our altar call. You need forgiveness of sins. I'm going to ask you, stand to your feet right there where you're at. We're going to pray for you. Because you're what it's all about. The reason we need finances is to be able to preach the gospel to you. That's what the finances are for. Without it, we can't do it properly. As a church, as an organization, as a structure of God's body here on earth. Anybody else is my last call. Many are standing, but I believe there's more. You need forgiveness of sins. Right there where you're at, I'm going to ask you to stand your feet. We're going to say a prayer for you right there where you're at. You need forgiveness of sins. Do take advantage of this opportunity to get right with your Creator, to get right with Almighty God. Anyone else, you need forgiveness of sins. Quickly stand your feet right there where you're at and join these others. Then we're going to pray. That's it. I'm glad I waited. I always wait because March 21st, 25 years ago somebody waited for me this is my last call anybody else you need to stand you need forgiveness of sins quickly stand right there where you're at we're going to pray those of you standing I'm going to ask you to bow your head and repeat this short prayer after me right there where you're at say Jesus I ask you to have mercy and grace upon my life forgive me of my sins I'm sorry I don't want to hurt you and my fellow man and myself I open up my heart to you Jesus I invite you to come in by your spirit take control of my life I've heard I have an ear I've heard your sermon this morning take control of my life by your love give me the power to say no to sin and yes to you Jesus do whatever you must to get me to heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Let's all stand. Everybody standing. As everybody stands, Father, now I pray for the, for the, for the offering, the tithes, that we would all get together in unity and fight the devil.
put out the fires of hell in our families' lives. And Jesus, if there's anybody here that knows what we're talking about today, it's Desiree. She just lost her husband, Jesus. It doesn't have to be like that, Jesus. We can make a difference. That's why it's so important. May this church make a difference in the hurting of this planet. This planet. Not just in Jerusalem, not just in Hayward, but this planet. Take every penny and use it for the furtherance of your gospel. Bless the giver 3060 and a hundredfold. May this church be a blessed church financially. I ask it all in Jesus' name. Let us be good soil, patered, topsoil. I pray. Amen. You may be seated unless you're an usher and usherette. I'm going to ask the ushers and usherettes at this time now to pick up the tithes and the offerings. And if you need a tithing envelope or an can envelope with the uplifted in the hand, the ushers and ushers will see that you get one properly. If you need a tithing envelope or an can envelope with the uplifted in the hand, the ushers and ushers will see that you get one properly. God bless you in your giving unto the Lord. And I think this is about the seventh or eighth time we've ever done this in our 17 year history here. We wait until after the the sermon and financially again we're 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 in we're in need I'll just put it that way today I talked to our accountant and she was telling me how much financially how much we need and you know if, if we really really had to we could pick it up like that this church has always been like that this church has always picked it up but I'm not going to press you I've preached to you but the hearer he that has an ear the responsibility is on you the duty the response is on you okay but I just pray that we would band together I just can't come up with one bandaged sermon and take care of take care of our need right now and then later on there will be again my job is to be a forecaster not just right now not just for today but for tomorrow and forever and if we learn the principles we'll be alright did you hear me? if we learn the principles we'll be alright and not only will we be alright not only, not only will we be healed we'll be able to heal others be a part of a healing community praise God did it hurt? Ah, did it hurt? <laughs> uh, the father always comes in afterwards and he goes, Oh, mijo, come here. Uh, my dad used to do that to me. But man, I'd have the stripes to prove that it hurt. Uh, be all red. Praise God. Hallelujah. But this one we got it on tape. The other one we didn't tape last time. God bless you. You're giving unto the Lord. God bless you and you're giving to the Lord. The youth event is when? When is the youth event, Keith? Where's Keith at? When is it? Saturday? This Saturday? Where are they having it at? He's going to make the announcement from the back. Testing. We're having the youth event this Saturday, our Valentine's Day event. And what's happening is this. Everybody's turned around. What's happening is this is that... um, I just talked with one of the regional leaders from San Jose. I don't know if you've heard in the house tape or 16 to live tape, but the writer of that and one of the most well-known piano players, he's writing a song personally for our Valentine's Day extravaganza. So that's huge. So it's going to be an awesome event. You can sign up in the back, at the back table back here. And also, candy grams are being sold. And I explained what candy grams are. For, for $5 a candy gram, and for your loved ones, your, your whoever, you know, your wife on Valentine's Day, they're going to be, the youth are going to go up and deliver a candy gram to whoever you want to send it to.